Okay, everyone, and welcome back to the Gibbs Spotlight. My name is Haley Sandell, and I am a visual communications intern here at the Gibbs College of Architecture. Today, I'm talking with Kevin Mink. He's a graduate student pursuing his master's in landscape architecture. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, Haley, I am good. How are you doing? Not too bad. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and your life leading up to Gibbs? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am probably not the typical OU student because I actually grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania, um, spent you know all my childhood years there, um, did my undergraduate career partially at Drexel University in Philadelphia, um, transferred to Vanderbilt when I was unhappy with my <laughs> engineering major. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, math was like not my thing, so I got I got into the biology realm. Um, so that took me to Vanderbilt and Nashville. Um, I finished my undergrad in twenty fourteen, and then I spent the next four years in Atlanta working in a forest restoration program, uh, which was awesome. Really, really loved my time there. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of a, a good, it felt nice to like use my major right after I graduated. Cause I had so many friends who, you know, <laughs> were not applying what they learned in school. Yeah. Um, and then my wife, uh, who at the time was just my uh, fiance, moved to Oklahoma City to start her medical residency at OU. Um, and obviously, I was not going to not move with her because she's going to be here for four years. So uh, that pretty much brings me to like the present moment here in uh, <laughs> Oklahoma. Nice. That is that's quite the twisty track to end up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I never really had a plan. Honestly, I think in high school, I thought I was gonna go to uh, one of the military academies, to be honest, and then that oh. didn't happen. And so I was like, kind of floundering around for a while. But uh you know, I kind of found my path haphazardly and it's been great. I love what I do now. So <laughs> yeah, no complaints. Wow. Well, good for you. You ended up where you belong. I like to think so. Yeah. So after like going to Vanderbilt and Pennsylvania and uh, Drexel, um, why did you decide that you wanted to come to OU? Um, well, you know, I toyed with graduate school most of the time I was in Atlanta working in that forest restoration program because, you know, I felt a little out of my depth. <laughs> gotcha. Um, you know, it was like a great learning experience for me. Um, but there were some points where I was like, man, I, I could probably stand to expand my knowledge level um 
And because I was doing a little bit of, I don't know that I'd necessarily call it design work, but I was doing some like, uh, native tree plantings in forested spaces with like, you know, walking trails and whatever. So I felt like I was doing a little bit more design than I really (laughs) knew how to do. Yeah. Um, So I was kind of thinking about landscape architecture uh, already um, prior to moving here. And it just was like kind of the perfect time, you know, because we knew we'd be here for four years and it was, uh, you know, a great program and a great place. Um, So, you know, I hadn't thought about it before moving here and then it just kind of the time felt right. So nice. Well, good for you. That it it's kind of cool how those things work out sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can plan all you want, but it's uh, it's always good to be able to just kind of ride the wave and take things as they come. Yeah, you sometimes you can put things up to chance, and it'll work out. Definitely. So with COVID and stuff going on, it's kind of a odd question, but. What projects are you working on currently? (laughs) Yeah, um, it certainly has turned things upside down. (laughs) Um, You know, typically my day job is working, uh, working at the Oklahoma County Conservation District, which is like uh, a county USDA office. Gotcha. But, you know, since COVID happened, I've pretty much been at home and trying to think of ways to bring, uh, you know, like conservation education to people when I can't do workshops and the like. Um, Because that's kind of my thing is I, I tend to do educational workshops on pollinator gardens and, uh, you know, just good eco-friendly practices yeah um and since COVID I'm like how do I do that so I (laughs) tried to start this yard certification program oh cool uh because you know I found myself since I was at home a lot doing tons in my yard and I was like I bet other people are doing this so like we should reward them somehow and I was like that's something I can do from home because like I can post videos and they can post videos. And uh, so that's been like my COVID brainchild and summer project (laughs) is this yard program. That's a really good idea. I, I mean, both myself and a bunch of my friends, like we've all started planting and stuff and we're the types of people who have never previously planted anything. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, the hope was it would like, you know, kind of spur people to to do more or if they weren't doing something to kind of like jump on the uh, the bandwagon, because I feel like there's a, you know, there's an interest in that sort of thing. And that like the eco friendly or conservation friendly yard, you know, where people are planting native plants and not using pesticides, which is 
kind of like our big thing is, you know, that's like huge if you eliminate pesticides from your yard. Yeah, definitely. Well, and like you, you were talking about like pollinator uh, flowers and plants and stuff. That's not something that a lot of people think of. So I think that's really valuable information too. Oh, definitely. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, like Oklahoma is on the central uh, monarch migration path. So it's really an interesting uh, eco region because almost all of the monarchs that disperse throughout the U.S. funnel through Oklahoma at some point. Um, so talking about planting for pollinators, you know, like incorporating milkweed into your yard, even if that's the only thing you do is like increasing the availability of monarch habitat, which is great because that has declined like, I don't know, 80 or 90% in the past decade. Uh, so bringing that message to people, I think is massively important. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's never a bad thing to have more butterflies in your backyard. Oh, no. How awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's this interesting trend that uh, that like the landscape industry was tending towards like more, I guess, resilient uh, plants that like wouldn't get attacked by insects and, you know, didn't need a lot of attention or, you know, whatever. So we ended up with this palette of evergreen, non-native things, super common in the landscape industry. Um, But it's like, oh, plant this and you'll bring butterflies. And usually you get people's attention. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So what is a project that you've created or worked on at GCA that you're most proud of? Um, so for me, it was definitely my final poster the first semester I was here, um, because I, with a background in biology, I have never really gotten into any sort of the graphic arts, you know, like I, I was still drawn stick figures, um, and not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I remember looking at the end of the semester at my poster and then pulling out the like really terrible sketches I did on the first day of studio. Oh, uh, and was like, holy cow. Like I really, really learned a lot. It was like, and I felt like I had learned so much. Um, so that was just kind of like a profound moment where I was like, holy cow, I came from doing nothing. And, you know, this great, uh, I mean, I thank Brett and Sarah, uh, who were, you know, the two professors I had uh, my first semester that really like instilled this in me. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is a really cool thing about I I don't want to say architecture is visual arts, but like having that visual comparison to see how far you've come with that. It's so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And there and there's something about just like, 
you know, the realization that you have the power to represent what you want to represent, um, which is something I feel like I struggled with so much early on is it's just like, well, man, you know, like there's almost like too much to know what I want to draw uh, or yeah. show. So it was like nice to have that that guidance and, you know, hone those skills so that I could like really kind of like show my intention behind something. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you have all the possibilities, what possibility do you choose? Where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, a struggle, I think, in this profession is it's just like, man, you know, uh, you could go so many directions. How do you just pick one? Yeah. So what is your favorite thing so far about Gibbs? Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of an awkward time to answer that question. Uh, yeah. You know, given that we ended with online learning and, you know, I'm at least mentally preparing myself for online learning, um, you know, for the fall. Yeah, that's kind of how it looks. Yeah, which, you know, I, I think... Well, let me for answer the one question first. And then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite thing was just the sense of community, honestly. Like, I loved having time in the studio with my classmates to, you know, we're all working on a project, and it was a great place to get feedback and discuss ideas. Um, you know, it's really a collaborative sense in the school, Um you know, and I think the computer lab is like one of the best places to illustrate that because, um, you know, anybody can be down in the computer lab and having an issue with this or that program or the printers. And there's just kind of like this, somebody will help you. You know, if you're having a problem, somebody out there will help you out because, I don't know, we've all been in that situation where you're like stuck for much too long and you just need somebody <laughs> to like give you a hand yeah um, so i really enjoyed that kind of missed that at the tail end of the spring semester yeah definitely it it was a weird transition going from classes in person to spring break and then not coming back after spring break who would have thunk <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and it was just, you know, I really appreciate and have to commend uh, the professors who, you know, tried to retain some semblance of a class structure. Yeah. Because uh, I thought that was really important and helpful, despite the challenges. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's it was really impressive to see how everybody adapted to their current situation, whether that be the professors adapting to Zoom and uh, kind of having to build a digital studio or students also adapting to Zoom and figuring out, well, how am I going to record this video that has to be professionally done in my apartment? Like it. 
it was such a wild effort. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, this is maybe maybe a weird thing to say, but I, I almost wish that every school had taken a worst case scenario approach, you know, and planned for, you know, planned for online learning, right? Like we couldn't yeah. be in person because I think that that has the potential to, you know, drive a lot of innovative teaching efforts. Yeah. Um, and part of me feels like there was a missed opportunity over the summer. And I will also say that I am not directing blame at OU or anybody. I think this was like a collective thing that happened where we just kind of were like hoping it would get better. And it, you know, <laughs> like it never did. And now we're like, oh, school's here. Like, <laughs> what do I uh, do now? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I kind of wish that had been the, the effort because I think, you know, some cool things could have been developed across the board over the summer. But, um, you know, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. It's it's been an interesting time. And we can all make the best of it. We can just keep making bread and getting better at gardening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you hope, right? Uh, it's a it's a great time to advocate for, you know, community resiliency a across the board, connecting with your neighbors and, you know, doing the right thing on the home front, because it's like, that's, you know, that's what everybody's got at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when and why did you first become interested in uh, landscape architecture? Um, yeah, so this, this I guess I'm going to draw <laughs> back to uh, my time in, well, I don't know. It's like when you look back, it almost all seems to just fit together like this it feels like such a natural progression of yeah. of my interests over time um you know cuz i really have this fascination with the integration of the human built and the natural environment that it just was like oh this is the direction i should be going in cuz like I want to be bringing, bringing nature to people on the home front. I, you know, I want to be uh, integrating ecosystems into our cities uh, so that it's, I don't know, we're, we're providing something valuable and doing something good other than, you know, pumping fertilizers and pesticides into <laughs> our water, waterways and growing monocultures of turf grass. You know, it's like, it's just so boring and it's been done in just about every suburb in America. So it's like, you know, let's shake it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there has definitely been a shift towards more ecologically friendly uh, ways of life. So I think you chose the right career path. Oh, oh, definitely. And, <laughs> and I think what is, is so great about this, the program um, at Gibbs is, you know, like, I probably will not walk away 
from my time at Gibbs being a master at like any one thing. Like I won't be a master of Photoshop or uh, hand graphics or draft, but like I will be well-rounded enough and, you know, I'll be a dangerous, right? I'm a dangerous candidate because I can do... I can do a little bit of everything and I can hone those skills. Uh, so yeah. I'm just grateful to be exposed to all of that. I think it's good to be a jack of all trades. I agree. It seems like, it seems like a, something you need to, to function, uh, you know, in this weird world. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you give to prospective students of the program? Um, I mean, my advice is kind of to just jump right in. Uh, that's, that's what I did. I mean, I have to say I was a little intimidated by like some of the things it looked like I was going to be doing, especially when I knew I was going to be putting my work up in front of the school. Um, you know, that's like kind of an intimidating thing when you're <laughs> pinning your work up in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a supportive community here. Um, and everybody really just wants to help you advance and hone your skills that even if you ended up not, uh, you know, not in your field of study that you did here, you know, you'll walk out with a set of skills that is just invaluable in, you know, today's, I don't know, what do you want to say? Today's working environment. It's so nice to have a wide variety of skills that you can apply. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I'm a architecture minor and even from just taking like two or three classes, it's so easy to see how much like the professors and the people around you want you to succeed, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it, it seems like there's a cohesive drive, you know, at, at Gibbs, everybody's, everybody's there to support and help you and, um, point you in the right direction, which is like all you can really hope for. Definitely. Well, I think that is all that I have for you today. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, since we touched on it briefly, I will make a plug for uh, my yard uh, certification program. It's yeah. called the Yard by Yard community resiliency project. Um, at the moment we're launched in Oklahoma and Tulsa County, but you know, Cleveland County's coming soon. Um, <laughs> check out our website, okconservation.org slash yard by yard. You can learn all about it. Our checklist of eco-friendly practices, see some videos that have been posted. Um, you know, and apply if your yard is, is available, apply for the program. We, you know, we'd love to certify you and recognize your, uh, conservation work. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I have it pulled up right now. It's an excellent resource. I really, really like this. And honestly, I'm probably going to use this later, uh, for my little <laughs> garden. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, do it. And, you know, the I think the thing that is important about this program is we are out to help people. So people who see this and are like, oh, I want to do that, but I'm not, or like, I, you know, I don't meet it. It's like, reach out to us, you know, we will come and help you achieve the certification. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a learning experience for everyone. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's a rare treat to, you know, talk to somebody other than my dog. Yeah, definitely. Breaking <laughs> out of the quarantine bubble, podcast by podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks again for listening to the Gibbs Spotlight. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the Gibbs College of Architecture.